You're listening to the Feels Like Home podcast with Mike Throne and Marty Ford. Powered by Horizon. This is big. This is gig. Welcome back, Feels Like Home listeners. Um, This is a very special episode for me um, and for my family. Um, So um, months ago, um, my wife asked me to do an interview with her grandmother, Alice Litter. Uh, For those of you who know my wife, Kelsey, um, she comes from the, uh, I guess, the blending of Shoemaker, Litter, Lloyd, and Drummond uh, are all in that uh, great stew pot of uh, Ross County. And uh, so her grandmother, Alice Litter, turned 100 and in a few weeks is about to turn 101. And so we talked about um, doing an interview with her as somebody that has uh, lived a hundred years and all of it in Ross County. And uh, then we got the crazy idea to have my son Walker, who uh, is now 12 years old to do the, um, to do the interview. And so uh, I'm there, and Marty was there, obviously, because we couldn't have done this without him. Um, but uh, this is the interview with Alice Litter, uh, who lives in Bourneville. She's about to be 101 and uh, is probably the most active one. Uh, un- uh, centenarian? Centenarian, I think is the way you pronounce it, uh, that I know. And so... Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, it's full of some interesting things and lots of great little stories. And uh, of course, um, we we yielded the interview spot to uh, Walker Throne. So maybe you can let us know if you think Walker's got a future in podcasting or not. So with all that said, here is Alice Litter from the Litter family. All right, welcome. Today we have a, a special guest, me. <laughs> Who's oh. me? You have to say your oh, name. My name is Walker Throne. I'm Mike's That's my son. Last name. Yeah. <laughs> and we have another special guest, Grammy Litter. Uh, tell us your name, your age, and your birthday. My name is Alice Louise Shoemaker Litter. I was born January the 17th, 1922. How old are you? I'm 100. One plus. hundred plus. Yeah. Almost 101, right? Almost. Almost 101. Okay. So, I want to I know, what was it like growing up in the 1920s and 30s? Well, 1920s and 1930s. Um, it was during the depression time in the in the county or in everywhere. We didn't have much, but we had a real loving home. I never went hungry. I didn't have a whole lot of sweet stuff to eat, but we always had plenty of mostly beans. We had beans for dinner and cornbread and um looking back on it now 
it was a good time. At that time, I'm sure my dad and mother worried a lot about what was going to feed the kids. There were seven of us. And, um, but we, we had a good, close, loving, God-fearing uh, family, and we depended on God for our help, and he helped us. We got through it. Where did you fall in those seven kids? Uh, let's see. When was I? Number five. Number five. five. All right. Merle, Dick, Leroy, Ruth. I was five. Five. So the fifth of seven. <laughs> huh? The fifth of seven. Yeah, I'm right. Wow. What did a typical day look like? Well, we all had our jobs to do, and we knew we had to get it, do them before we could do anything else. And we didn't have a great big yard, but our yard was a neighborhood playground. And when we got our chores done, we could play out in the yard. And we were the only people in Bourneville that had sidewalks because my dad was a carpenter and he did that kind of work. And he had sidewalks, so we had a hopscotch on our on our yard or on our walk out in front and we could go as far as that and that's as far as we went the yard or the uh, hopscotch on the front front walk when what did you enjoy when you were growing up i just enjoyed life <laughs> we didn't have very much but what I what I think I can remember mostly that I really enjoyed was in the summertime my dad would take us to Pink Creek to swim and oh boy that was I learned to swim in Pink Creek with my dad my, my he was my teacher and there was no like anything to like help you swim back then there was did they have like real good life vests or were there oh, just oh no <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have anything like that then. So they just like kind of just pushed you in. You had to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned chores earlier. Like, what kind of chores did you do? Well, um, we always we had to help do everything, and each one of us had days that we did our chores. We we ironed. We washed dishes. We kept the house clean and the yard cleaned and um i was lucky because i like to i like to work outside and i had a couple sisters love to cook and i despise cooking i'd rather do anything than cook a meal so i could get out of my chores a lot by trading chores off well then now you're out here cooking four pies every morning <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then you didn't have electricity back then. Oh, no. I can remember when we got electric. Oh, gosh, that was a thrill. We had one light bulb that hung out of the ceiling. <laughs> and my my youngest brother, Ralph, he was a baby in aspect. He was probably seven years old at the time. And I can remember my oldest brother, Merle, lifted him up and he got to turn the light on for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a thrill. <laughs> you probably thought you were seeing magic come out oh, of it. It was, it was something. Yeah. What was it like during times of war or times of the Great Depression? 
Well, for us, it was just a normal day. We just took it as it come and depended on God for our help, and he helped us. That My dad was a very staunch Christian that didn't seem to worry about anything. He knew that God was going to take care of us and just turned us over. I assume that you grew up going to church, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So My uh, grandpa was a preacher. Okay. So where did you go to church then? Well, um, I went, we lived beside the Methodist, right beside the Methodist church. And I was really raised up in the Methodist church. But then when I was uh, a junior in high school, we built our little church up on Twin Road, and it's a Christian Union church. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a branch off of the Methodist Church, but it's Christian Union. And that's where I still go to church. Tell me the most influential person in your life. It would have had to have been my dad. He was a good Christian man, and he he lived it, and he professed it, and everybody knew that they could depend on my dad. Yeah, that's that's real special. How how did you meet your your husband? Well, I had graduated from high school and I was just living with my cousin in Chillicothe and she had a date to go on a hike on a Sunday afternoon and so I went with them and her boyfriend had a boyfriend with him so that was my husband and I knew the man when I went to church that night and told my dad or my mother I said mom I met the man I'm going to marry I knew the man the day I met him that he was it you knew the second you saw him he was the one well before the day was over I knew he was for me so, what, so I put my I put my claws out. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it about him that you? I don't know. Yeah. There was just something about him. Uh, he he was he was just um, I don't know. Yeah. Just something compassionate about Paul. Yeah. He was he was just a caring, loving. I don't know why. I don't know. I couldn't. I can't describe him. Yeah. He's just something special to me. Maybe yeah. not to other people, but to me, he was special. <laughs> well, he was special to a lot of people. I can tell you that. <clears throat> what is one lesson that was stressed when you were growing up? One what? One lesson that was really stressed when you were growing Honesty up. Honesty and hard work. <laughs> Those are two really good ones. <laughs> when you were a parent and an adult, what did you stress in your house? I tried to live, bring my kids up the way I was brought up. I failed a lot of times, but that's what I hoped to do. And we're living in a different age now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about that as well. Like, even what we're doing here right now, this used to be reel-to-reel tapes and things like that. Now we do everything with computers. Yeah, right, right. What advice would you like to pass on to my generation or even younger ones? Well, f- 
first thing is to put your trust in the Lord and let him lead. And sometimes he'll guide you and you wonder, why am I supposed to do this or why am I supposed to do that? But if you trust in the Lord, he'll lead you where you're supposed to go. And sometimes you question him. I, I still question him a lot of times. But I've learned a lot of times that he knows what's best for us all. How would you like to be remembered someday? I'd like for you to remember me like a grandma that loved you. <laughs> Nothing like love for little boys or girls either one. Do you have a favorite quote or saying? Just trust in the Lord with all your heart. So you were born and raised in Chillicothe, Ross County. Up in Ross County in Bourneville. You've lived here your entire adult life. You've raised children and you've become a grandparent here. What is it that you love about our city, our county? Well, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, so I guess I just love it all. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only home I've ever known. It's the only home I've ever had a desire to, to be. Do you feel like you've ever done anything in your life that you've... that you really wanted to do but didn't get the chance to? Have I ever done want to do anything that I never got a chance to do? Not really. <laughs> do you have any regrets? No, no regrets. I have no regrets. I've listened, lived the best. I've made a lot of mistakes over my life, lots <laughs> of them. But if I could go back and redo them, I'd do different, but um, that's life. You just have to take life as it comes. <clears throat> Are there, um, is there advice that you would have for people when they make mistakes, how they should pick up and move on? Just admit your mistakes if you make them and go on. Yeah. And live them. What do you think um, are your best talents or abilities? What, what do you think that you possess that people will remember long I after think, you're <clears throat> I think I've been a good mother and a good, uh, a good wife and a good mother, good grandma. And I have no desires. Wouldn't, if I had my life to live over, I don't think I'd change it any. Yeah. You're certainly the best pie maker I've ever seen. <laughs> I can still make pies too. You sure can. <laughs> you can still mow grass too. Yeah, I can still mow grass. That's the one thing that I always. That, I love to do I, it. <laughs> <clears throat> I always like to work in my garden. I always yeah. had a big garden, and uh, I love to work in the garden and the yard. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned because you like being outdoors, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, that's kind of interesting. Um. And I was always fortunate. My other two sisters, neither one of them. Now, one sister liked to cook, and um, one of them liked to sew. And those are two things I hated. And I, above everything was cooking and sewing. 
so I could trade my chores off with them. I'd do their chores, so they'd do my cooking and sewing for me. Yeah. So I could do the outdoor chores. <laughs> and here you are knitting stuff every day and cooking on pies and <laughs> living life to the fullest. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about your siblings? Because you mentioned that you're one of seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who was the oldest in that? Merle was the oldest, and he was he. Uh, he was the lieutenant governor, right? Lieutenant governor yeah. of Ohio. Uh, Deck or Hester was his name. He was a preacher, and he died quite young. And um, Leroy was the next one. He worked at the paper mill. I don't know what he did. He did something down there in. And then Ruth, my oldest sister, then me and my Mildred lived next door. She was my younger sister, and both of them loved to cook, and they hated to work outside, so they would trade me my days of outside work for the inside, and I hated the inside work. And then uh, Ralph was my youngest brother, and he worked at the paper mill. Yeah. Um, and then how many kids did you and Paul have? Pardon? How many kids did you and Paul have? Me and Paul? Yeah. Oh, we have nine kids. <laughs> all of them living. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to admit they're mine, but. <laughs> so uh, why don't we go through those as well? Uh, okay. From oldest to the youngest. There was Paul and Sally. She married a uh, Mark. So I, Art is my, he's my buddy now. He comes and takes care of me. He comes <laughs> in every morning. Uh, Paul, Sally, Art, Mark, Martin, Molly, Lar, Pete, Joe, and Pete. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think having a big family growing up made you want to have kids and have a big family as well? I think so. We had a we had a good happy home at when I was a kid raising up. Yeah. And I always said I was gonna have eight kids in a Cadillac. So we had Peter we call our Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> I never got my Cadillac. <laughs> I don't have a Cadillac. But I said yet. that from the time I was real little. That was my that was my aim in life was to have eight kids in a Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> So when you were growing up with your siblings, was there, uh, you know, like Walker and his his sisters, they're at each other every once in a while, but they love each other. Did you have that kind of relationship? Oh, with you your, always have that as yeah. a family. We never had any spats or fights or nothing like that, yeah. but we'd get mad at each other and yeah. spat around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember any uh, real vivid memories of maybe like holidays or things like that? I can remember on Memorial Day, we always got a new new dress, <laughs> and it was a little organdy dress. <clears throat> this one one in particular, what what always makes it, and why we did it, I don't I don't know. We went lived beside the Methodist Church in Bourneville, <clears throat> and that's where we went to church, and the church would have a service. And they'd hand out little a flower, and after the service was over, we would 
walked to the cemetery, and when we when we went past the bridge before you get to the cemetery, we would throw this flower over into the. And I've often wondered different times why we did that, yeah. but I remember that because Mom would always. Mom made all three of us girls some little white organdy dresses one year, and she had flowers embroidered around the the, the bottom of the mm-hmm. skirt of our dress. She made it especially for this service at the... Yeah. So it was kind of neat. We'd go down to the cemetery to where the mound is, and then they'd have a big service there for yeah. the veterans. So now I have to ask before we're done today. Who's your favorite grandchild? Well, right now you are. <laughs> now somebody else comes in here, it might be them. <laughs> Remember we're recording this, so who, who, whoever whoever comes is my favorite. <laughs> I've got a couple little ones that great would they be my great, 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 great. Yeah. coming in now? And boy, they are something else. They're rambunctious, aren't they? Uh, Pretty rambunctious, oh, right? Oh, <laughs> these two up on the hill, they're, I, I like to see them come. <laughs> they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Well, thanks. We won't, we won't keep, keep you too much, but thank you very much. This was a great conversation. Well, I enjoyed talking to you in the hour. Of course. <laughs> You have to come out again. I will. Okay. You can come out and do work. I will. I think Aunt Laura's got work for you to do. <laughs> what did she tell me she was going to have you guys do? I forget, but well, she'll work you. Yep. I did elephant ears last, like a couple weeks ago. I did some of them here, at least. <laughs> oh, you know what I didn't ask about? Litter family Christmas. That. I mean that—that's a tradition. I mean, everybody. Comes I don't know here. when that got started. Um, I know when Paul built the room back there. He, our house got too small for the family. Yeah. So he built that big room. Now that's now we're all too big for that big room. So I guess we're going to have our next one up at the activity center. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, and that's the only church that you've gone to for uh, when we built our years. church in '39. I think it's when our church was built. That's oh. the only place I've ever gone. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's amazing. And they've but, added on to it a little bit, but at the same time, oh yeah, it's, we've added on the first, when it, the first church. It was eighty-three years. Oh, I don't know. Somewhere I think we've added on three or four times. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, well, God's been good to that church. It has. And it's, they've done a lot for the community and yeah. for people around. Yeah. So it's a people's church. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, I enjoyed having you. Enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> very good. Well, I might see you next week. Okay. We will see you. You take care. Yep. You did real good. You're listening to the Feels Like Home podcast with Mike Throne and Marty Ford. Powered by Horizon. This is big. This is gig. It feels a little strange. But I don't feel alone. 
settled in and it already feels like This is big. Horizon Fiber Internet is ready. Let them get you hooked up and power your Wi-Fi network with the speed and reliability that only a 100% fiber network can do. Horizon is ready to help you do what you do better with real people, real rates, and a real service. Connect with them today and the first month is free, plus no contracts and no data caps. Call 740-772-8331 or visit horizonconnects.com slash Chillicothe to sign up today. today.